Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. At this point, I don't care. I, I, I want to talk about who is most likely to get punched in the face because that's where I'm at in the offseason. Okay, right what you're you're at like, punching someone in the face or at wondering who's going to punch someone in the face? Yes, and then that's then that's where it's it's, it's going to. I go. so, so hate I'm, it when I ask I'm you going... qu- two questions and the answer is yes. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm at, at this point now where I know what's going to drive me. Yeah, well, punch. that's a fool me once so. on you, fool me twice. It's fool totally you six thousand times. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> But no, I'm 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 going with this right now. Um, most, I mean, the easy answer is is Nurkic. Like that's wait, you're that's going with way, it right now, way, as in we're, you've already yeah, started yeah, taping. No, yeah, no, okay. yeah, yeah. Well, we're, let me jump rolling, in and just do the so. intro then, and then we'll get back to no, whether or not no, Nurkic no, is going to no, get. No, what no, what if people don't know no, what podcasts they tuned right into? What if they're you know like, what? That's, that's wait, fine. what? Pod- I thought that's, I was listening to the Blazers Edge podcast on the part of the Almighty Baller Radio oh Network. I thought I was listening to Terrible and Biggs oh, and Blazers Outsider oh, Danny Meringue. Randomness. You just you can't. You literally can't do it. You can't do it. You cannot break out of that mold. What mold? <sighs> oh, gotta do the it professional this way. opening. Gotta do it that way. <sighs> you know, I, I mean. Crazy, crazy things have happened before. You know, you can. Th- I think the podcast world will get by without the uh, without the opening. But since you wanted to do it, fine. So all right. Are you are you wanting to punch me in the face now? Is that where we're at? No, but that's a great transition, Dan. Let's transition to back with what we were talking about earlier. So uh, just to back it up just a tiny little bit, one of the things that we've been trying to talk about for a couple of weeks, but because of uh, some electronic and equipment malfunctions, we've had a hard time. Oh, let's just call it what it is. My mic is a p- steaming pile of just Yeah, poo. okay. And it's actually, like, the fact that I referenced it now, I'm, I'm kind of, like, throwing holy water at it. Like, please don't break. Please don't break. Please don't break. Right. But, so, yeah, should no, we take a pledge, a Dan, problem. that tonight, if the microphone dies on me, that's it? Like, since you didn't want to have a nice, you know, structured intro, then I'm saying if your mic goes out, we're not going to go back and try to restart like three more times like we've done the last two weeks. That's that. I think that's fair. I think that's fair. Okay. I'll just go solo. Uh, you can you can disappear and I'll I'll, I'll play. Oh, you'd like that, wouldn't you? We'll see how that. Oh God. Anyway. What we were wanting to talk about this week is we're going to do our Blazers award predictions. So, like, you know, not the who's going to win MVP of the entire league, but who's going to be MVP of the Blazers, for instance. Like, I mean, we're going to have a few of those. Like, those are those are boring, Dara. What? Oh, the regular. The, the, the simple. 
The regular ones are boring. Like, well, we're going to do them. Yeah, don't it, give away the punchline. <laughs> no, no. Later no, on, it's going to be really mean, funny. We're, we're, okay. No, no, it's not. It's not about funny, but it's kind of it's kind of funny. You went with punchline, considering we're going to start with most likely to get punched in the face. So, um, okay. I guess kudos to you for the puns. I don't know. <laughs> no, I never make puns on purpose. But accidental puns. That's that's like the worst like garage punk band name I've, I think I could ever come up with. Accidental accidental punks. Oh Jesus! Did Christ. you like that? Was that good? Okay. Okay, but, but wait, God, I, I want to talk some face. serious topics because I really want to do get into some of these awards, but to appease you, we'll go with the fun one first, and then we'll go back to some of the more traditional more ones. one fun one, but I, I, I just think that this one's way too easy for people. Like, oh, it's Nurkic because he gets hit in the face all the time. Okay. But, like, I'm gonna, like I want to go with, like, the long odds for somebody, like, to actually get hit. Like, I don't want to see actually somebody get hurt, you know, that kind of thing. But it's been a long time since we've had, like, a real punch thrown in an NBA game. Well, we could have uh, been a little bit more clear that was, like, punched in the face, like, not on purpose or, like, not by design. No, 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 no. Like, it can can go, like, whatever way people want it to go. It could be, like, an actual punch to the face. It could be, like, the pregame punch punch Nurkic in the face. face. Yeah, pregame punch Nurkic in the face. I, I, I said that the, the easy, the short odds here is obviously on Nurkic because, the, well, I mean, it's between Nurkic and Myers. Let's be honest. Both those dudes, uh, they, they have like fist magnets in the back of their head. So fist magnets. Is that like yeah. a thing or did you just make that up? No, no, that's, that's, that's a thing. I, I think like a boxing thing. Nurkic and, and Myers Leonard. No, no, no. Like I think Myers Leonard and Yusuf Nurkic are the only two human beings on this planet who have it because they get hit in the face regularly. Oh, I see. Their face is a magnet to fists. Got it. Yeah. That's, that's, it's a highly technical term. Fist magnet. Okay. Well, I have an outside candidate, um, based on summer league performance. Was it Wade Baldwin? A challenger approaches. <laughs> was it, was it Wade Baldwin who got into it with Grayson Allen? Yeah, which time? <laughs> so there you go. I think Wade like, Baldwin like, is not going to he's an instigator. take it. And I think that uh, Gary Trent Sr. may jump out of the stands and come help out. Because God, I'd love to see that. We're gonna have we're gonna so just straight up wrestling match. Oh wait! And out of nowhere, Gary Trent Sr. accompanied by is, Gary Payton Sr. Wait, we haven't oh, even talked about. Okay, so we're kind of all over we the have place so many here. Dads in this That's, team that we're going to be we're going to be organized by the time the season starts. But right now, we're going a little bit off the rails. So the Blazers just signed some new folks to training camp, including Gary Payton Jr. And I don't think we've talked. Second, uh, sorry, Gary Payton the second. I don't think we've talked enough about how about the fact that we're going to have Gary Trant and Gary Payton in the stands watching games together. Yeah, I mean, that's from a generation of players that, like, actually punch each other <laughs> in the face. Yeah. Like, that's that's a violent generation. Like, I, the people are like, oh, I'd hate to go back to those days, blah, 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 blah. It's violent. It's not great basketball. I'm like, mm, I'm, I'm, I'm okay. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm not, like, pro-death violence, but I'm, I'm, I'm pro-violence every now and then. I, I think it, I'm not, I'm not, like, looking for, like, malice in the palace, but, you know, a little, a little, you know, volatile anger thrown into a punch i'm I'm okay with that like once a season (laughs) well i was kind of thinking i I know you're the pacifist here and you're just like no 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 well 
I don't know, Dan. I mean, I could use a, we we could use a little we could use a little excitement. And I to go back to Gary and Gary because they're going to be amazing. And they should totally have a podcast. What which should of course you know you should listen to ours first, but then listen to Gary and Gary. I just imagine the two of them like coaching their sons from the stands the whole time, you know, like the coaches on the sidelines at the soccer game who are like yelling at their kid what to do. Gary and Gary sound like characters from Arrested Development. <laughs> I just think like, that's, it that's will the, be so like, entertaining. When, I, when that pops into my head, I'm like, just, just Larry David. Have you looked, have you seen Gary and Gary? No? Okay. <laughs> what, Larry? <laughs> yeah. See, see, it, al- it already plays. Like you can tell me that's not a hard skit to picture. Okay. So we're back to our our selections for most likely to get punched in the face. Are you are you gonna settle on Nurkic as the you know odds no, on no, favorite? I'm, I'm not taking I no, I'm going Dark Horse Cannon. I'm going Evan Turner. Oh. I think he's just gonna piss somebody off. <laughs> I think that's that's where ET's gonna land. Like yeah, ET's gonna I, th- I think he's gonna be my sleeper for the this for this award season. Oh like, I, okay. I think he, he I think he may come through and I think he may Pick up. A you couple. think you're going to award him some things in some a few categories? Yeah, yeah, I think that that's a likely scenario. Two years ago, did you ever think you'd be here, ready to hand out awards? Hey, just remember, Evan I'm Turner. the guy that actually wrote the piece about Evan Turner and, and like the rosiest sentiment possible after he signed. So, yeah, like it's it's. Uh, I'm gonna have another drink. Okay, so are we done with most likely to get punched in the face? Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to settle on Evan Turner. It's a dark horse candidate. The odds are not good, but the payout quite nice. Okay. So I'm going to go the next one uh, as MVP who's not named Damian Lillard. Unless you want to argue that it's going to be Damian and somebody besides Damian Lillard. No, it's going to be Damian Lillard and then Damian Lillard. Okay. Like, he's going to, like, take first runner up, too. I don't know. If they're going to make that part, if they're going to make the leap that we are hoping that they're going to make, they're going to need... Uh, somebody in addition to Damian Lillard. Wait, what? 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 What leap are they making? Well, they're. I'm hoping they're going to make a leap. Why not hope for a leap? I mean, are you going to sit there and not why? hope for a leap? Yeah. You're already. <laughs> you've washed your hands of everything. <laughs> I've already. You know, just going into the season, fresh, clean slate. Let's just let's just see what happens. I'm not no hopes, no dreams, no okay, no expectations. Well, that's just, fine. Just riding this one out. I totally respect your desire to not have any hopes or dreams or expectations right now, but you can't quash my hope that they're going to take a leap. And my point is, oh, give it time. <laughs> give it time. Fine, I'll enjoy the time until that takes over. Like, you think that just because I have this positive outlook right now that I'm going to be that much more crushed, you know, once I change my tune? No, I'm going to enjoy this whole time that I'm feeling positive, and then when I'm not feeling positive anymore, then I will deal with it. All right? <laughs> so let's check back in and figure Damian Lillard and Damian Lillard are your choices for people not named Damian Lillard who are going to be MVP of the team. Awesome. You've started off by playing yeah. right along with the rules, as you always do. Yep. As I always do. I'm going to, I'm going to take Yusuf Nurkic. <sighs> if you would have let me talk, I was going to say Yusuf Nurkic. You and I are both. Well, you can take him first. You and I were you can take him both first. on Yusuf Nurkic. And my thing about him is that I think that he's going to probably take a lot of my awards. I think he's got huge potential, which you happen to write about today. So I totally agree with you on potential 
And um, you looked a lot at his offensive uh, possibility, the possibilities on offense for him. And I've been looking for the last several days with him on defense. We might have him covered. I, yeah, no, I mean, the thing with Nurkic is like, I think you're at this point now, like you've, 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 Kind of, you were a little. I don't want to say anti-nurkic, oh, but you I were, was very skeptical. I can speak for myself about yeah, this one. You don't need to couch for. it in anything. I was very skeptical <laughs> of Yusuf Nurkic because I was not ready to jump on board after he had played ten games. I could appreciate those or twenty games. Yeah, I could appreciate them, but I wasn't ready to like write them off. And I'm like totally not ashamed of that either. And like I said, for the I felt like I did for a long time, and then I changed my mind, and now I'm like, okay, I've taken a look, and what I've seen, I really like. From this day forward, I am a Nurkic believer. There's like very few things on this team that I think you can count on regularly: Damian Lillard scoring, CJ's efficiency, and Yusuf Nurkic's defense. Mm-hmm. Those are like the three things that I would like. In in or actually, I. <laughs> I may put Nurkic's defense above CJ's efficiency, even though it's CJ's efficiency okay. has been spectacular. So, but I mean, Nurkic's defense is like it's there. Like yeah. the only time he's not on the floor is because he screws around on something stupid offensively, and Stotts is like, I can't have you doing that. Like I just I can't have you like mucking up the system, and you see that with basically everyone not named Damon CJ. So it's not just him by any means, but. Like I'm, I'm to the point where when people talk about the Blazers' defense, and I'm like, interiorly they're, they're fine, and on the perimeter they're they're okay. Like that's that's kind of how I look at it now. It's like Nurkic covers up a lot of a lot of sins on the perimeter. Um, Damian and CJ getting a, just at least passable is probably the, the other big portion of that. But yeah, I, I, people can say what they want to about Collins or uh, Aminu or Harkless. Like the the heart. It, the central nervous system, everything like that, where it starts, stops, ends, begins the alpha and the omega of Portland's defense is Yusuf Nurkic. Like that dude covers up way more than anybody's willing to give him credit for. I absolutely do not disagree. And I think the thing that impressed me the most about him last year was how it improved throughout the, the year. And that's the thing about why I would agree where you said that, where you think that you might put Yusuf Nurkic's defense as one rung above uh, CJ's offense in terms of reliability, because as most shooters do, they can g- get streaky, but you can always, once you've learned how to play defense and like committed to playing defense, you can always play defense. And what we last watched last season was Yusuf Nurkic going through the process of committing to defense because remember at the beginning yeah. of the year, he didn't do that at the beginning of the year, you know, he w- he was big in certain places, but then if things started to go south for him, he retreated and gave up on defense and just struggled on offense. And about, I don't know, maybe December, January, he, I noticed that when he started getting into like one of those scoring funks or he would just commit to playing defense and he would just go back to defense. Fall back, block a shot, body somebody up, knock somebody to the ground. You know, you know what my favorite use of Nurkic thing is? When he gets on his toes and like skips down the court, there, there's just something mesmerizing about a seven foot, 270 pound dude like skipping. Like every time he does it, I just kind of giggle. Like, I have no idea what the hell he's doing. Like, he's, he's just a big kid out there having fun. And I'm just like, that's, that's fun. I like that. See, look, I can find nice things. 
<laughs> and how did that make you feel? Dead inside. <laughs> so I, I was, as I was going through Yusuf Nurkic's defensive numbers, what I was trying to do is determine whether or not uh, he's really a rim protector or if he just, his very presence deters people from getting to the rim. So I'm kind of trying to... And the answer is? Yes. Yes, you did it. You did it. And yes. that is what happens as soon as you said when that. a python swallows <sighs> a porcupine, Dan. Uh, I was like, <laughs> is she going to do it? Is she, she going to do it? Is she going to take both and say yes? I, yeah. like, oh, I handed you that one to set me up for getting it right. Mm. Anyway, I was looking at his outstanding defensive numbers. I would put him right now... Oh God, this could be, this could either be like a totally stupid thing to say or something that's like, "Ah, of course we all knew that. (laughs) Should we prepare the hot take cannon? Yeah. I, I liken him and his abilities and his potential that he's probably getting close to, to somebody like Steven Adams. Is that like, no, that's, that's a, that's a really, really good comparison. I mean, he's because Adams doesn't get a ton of blocks and Adams is a guy who, I, I, you and I have talked about this offline. Like he's more in the Robin Lopez model, where he like just by being big and eating up space, he allows his teammates to be better, which is very much like Yusuf Nurkic. Like Nurkic isn't getting like two and a half, three blocks a game, but he's such a big dude that he just and he knows how to make himself big. Like there's a lot of guys in the league. Like we've talked about Noah Vonley and how he's like a prototypical build. Like just broad shoulders, big arms, huge butt, thick legs. Just should just eat up space inside and dis- and doesn't. Like he doesn't know how to make himself big. Like when you like even though Robin Lopez is seven foot tall, do you th- like Lopez plays much bigger than he is, right? Like he just he understands how to make himself big. With what Nurkic has going for him is the fact that he's just a monster on top of knowing how to be big. Like I don't know if that's a thing that like comes with being from like a former Soviet Union country, but it's like every one of those guys that's seven foot tall and two hundred and seventy plus pounds, like they know how to just eat up space. Yeah, I forgot what I was gonna say. <laughs> I have so I have much to say about Yusuf Nurkic. I really, I'm, I'm really high on him this year. I think it's going to be, I think. Be afraid, everybody. I, this, I, <laughs> I guess this is what everybody else felt. I feel giddy like everybody else was, you know, when he first came to Portland and he made like a big thing. And I was like, ah, I don't get it yet. Urgh. And then. Okay, let's, let's do this. So, because you, you're, you're high on Nurkic. I'm going to, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make my own award category here. It's the write-in category. Who's most likely to have the Nurkic effect this year. Oh. A, a player that's going going to have a... Yeah, who's going to be like the folk star. That sh- yeah, who, who, who is going to be the folk hero this year? Um, of, the, of the guys on the roster. Like that, that like um, Jake Lehman in game one. <laughs> Wasn't that the one? No, it was, it was Connaughton. It was, it was Connaughton, Connaughton, yeah. Last year, who had, well, he had like, what, 21 yeah. when yeah. CJ was out? Like I mean, okay. So who's going to have the storybook uh, uh, year? Most likely to have because I think last year, year it was Harkless. Yeah, like, even though it wasn't storybook, but he had that one period where he scored like seventy six points in three games or four games or something along those lines. Like it was, it was a nice period, but like I think it gets 
blown and a little bit out of proportion and maybe pushed a little too far into like what next year is going to be like who who's that guy for you this year i i don't know because i'm trying to think about it in terms of like you know who's going to score the most points all of a sudden out of the blue and i think the a good contender for that might be like Jake Lehman, like maybe somebody gets injured and mm-hmm. he gets a lot more playing time than he'd ever had before. And so he really breaks out. I think that's like kind of a good potential, especially in terms of like, because he's the guy whose job it is to score. I think an interesting one would be, but it would be a lot harder to, uh, you know, pinpoint exactly. How, but I, I think Zach Collins could also, have a a, like he could have which you know you have to temper it with like it's not like he's going to go out and have like five games in a row where he scores 20 points but he might have an extended period where he like you know excels and I think people could get excited about that yeah that's probably my most likely candidate for that guy to become like the folk hero status where with Nurkic I think when he did it there was serious box score production there like the 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 damn near thirty twenty game was nutty. Um, he had a, the other the other couple you know near twenty twenty games on top of that. It was it was pretty crazy. Well, and uh, he was... I don't I don't see Zach doing that that box score box score craziness. But I, I he he is like a, that's the first guy that actually came to mind. And the second guy is actually for me because I have to take two. Um, is Gary Trent Jr. Mm-hmm. I still think that small forward position is so absolutely yeah. unequivocally wide open that if Trent Jr. plays anything near passable defense on the perimeter, that he could see a serious minutes uptick because, like, I mean, we've talked about it a billion times with Harkless. Like, it, it the, in my mind, the reason Harkless is starting is because there's nobody there to supplant him. Like, it, like he's, he's, he's a de facto starter. Like, who else are you going to play there? Well, if you get a guy like Trent Jr., who offensively, I think, has already has shown more potential than any of the other wing position players as far as perimeter-oriented and being able to generate their own shot. Um, but defensively, there's a lot of questions. But I, I think, like, if you're looking for a dark horse candidate, it's him for sure because he actually has a chance to get on the court. Like, Collins will get on the court, but... I think you have to look for the right circumstance for Jake Lehman to get on the court. I think you have to look for the right, right circumstance for Anthony Simons to get on the court. I don't trust Harkless to make that jump. I think Aminu is Aminu. Like, that's, that's, that's not a bad thing. No, he's exactly he's what he is. Player. Yeah, I, and I don't think he's going to, like, you know, just like he, he'll have a period of, like, hot shooting, but I don't think he's going to carry Portland for any period of time or be the backbone he's of... He's just going to represent you know, quiet, chaotic excellence. Yes, exactly. I want to want to wear it around his neck like a turnover chain, <laughs> just a, a giant like that whole quote like you know like a spoked wheel around his neck like the size of a softball. Okay, we'll we'll have to make someone make make that into some art. Okay, well, we, yeah, we've got some high level jewelry people listening to this podcast. Right? Yeah, I'm, I'm sure we do. Well, okay, so we talked about someone who's likely to like break out into that sort of folk, folk hero hero kind of status. Who do you think it is most likely to take a step back and leave everybody really scratching their heads, wondering what happened? I, I mean, I don't want to throw him under the bus again, but uh, it's Harkless. Like, I just I. Listen, I, I want Harkless to work. I really do. Like, he has all the potential things that you want from a wing player that's playing alongside two ball-dominant ball 
players like Damon CJ. Like he moves well or let me, let me caveat this because I've seen some people like respond in comments and in articles and stuff like that where I've mentioned Harkless and like, well, it sounds like he's a pretty good starter because he can do all those things. The list of things that Maurice Harkless can do is pretty damn long. The list of things that Maurice Harkless does regularly, whoo, is a whole hell of a lot shorter. Like if he can, if he does the things that he can do, yes, he is a passable starter in this league at the small forward position. But that just hasn't been his the story of his, you know, for six years in the league. So, like, if somebody's going to take a step back, and by take a step back, I mean step back from, you know, the fact that he had the starting job, lost it, had the starting job, lost it, had the starting job, lost it. Well, he's going to have a starting job going into the season. I think a logical step back would be losing it. And that's kind of why I'm looking at a guy like Gary Trent Jr. to be a guy who could potentially step in and be that folk hero. Because anybody who comes in and fills that position is immediately going to be revered in love. Because the last time the Blazers had anybody who played that position with any sort of regularity where you could trust on it, it was probably Brandon Roy. Like, and even then, he wasn't even really a three. He just happened to play there sometimes. Like, I love Nick Batum. You want to talk about a, just a, a study head case and volatility in production? Good God. Harkless is, is nowhere near as volatile as Nick was. But I think Nick gave you more consistency. So Ah, okay. It's just, like, it, it's, I think right now, Portland is just dying for production from the wing department. It doesn't need to be crazy production. It just needs to be steady and consistent. So, like, I hope I'm wrong. Because if Harkless is, is good Harkless, again, I don't think it's going to happen. But if he is good Harkless, like, what that does for the rest of the team, he literally does things that nobody else right now has a track record of being able to do. Such as? So, get out and run in transition. Who on this team runs? None of them. None of them do. He is literally the only guy with the size, speed, strength, athleticism, durability and willingness to run the floor. But there was long stretches of time last year where he just wouldn't run the damn floor. Now, part of that is the guards need to get the ball out in transition. The bigs need to get the ball out in transition if they want those opportunities. Um, the other thing is he can be a guy who finishes on cuts. Like, who on this team cuts to the rim? Pat Connaughton. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Bye, Pat. Like, Maurice Harkless is, like, literally the only cutter mm. left. Yeah. Okay, now, so... Now, you could say Nurkic does on, on a roll, but, I mean... Like, he has, like, there are tailor-made, ready-made things for him to be able to do. And that's why I hated the whole, uh, you know, I need this or that, or I need the ball more. Like, there are, like, gaping holes in Portland's nightly game plan that you fit and slot right into, and you're not doing them. Like, why, why the hell would anybody else want to give you the ball more? Like, do the things that they need you to do, and you could excel. Not just be good, but excel. So I, I just, I just, I don't, I don't like the fact that I'm immediately going to that as the, like the most likely to fall back because that just puts Portland in the same position they've been in for the last couple of years. But I, I just don't have any reason to go any other way. Yeah. Okay. Moving on. <laughs> that's, that's my rant for the show. Yeah, it is. I remember that you've already used it. <sighs> Who 
go who's going to get rookie of the year for the Blazers this year? Whoa, whoa, whoa. You, you backed off. You, 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 you have to pick. You have to pick here. Oh, no, I no, don't. No, you don't get to escape the, you don't get to escape the negative. I, no, no, no. no. We're gonna, everybody here, all sunshine, lollipops, Tara. No, we're both participating, Tara. You took, we're both participating. you took two in that other question. So I like, I took three in another one. <laughs> right. So, but I still contributed. Yeah. I don't, my, you, you have to, my answer is, you have I don't to have know. a nominee. You have to have a nominee. My her. answer is I don't know. I'm That's recusing myself from that question. The the Emmy people. All will my come after you. all my all my player all the players on the team are gonna play great. They're all gonna get better. Oh, God. So who's gonna be rookie of the year? Uh, Isn't that a tough one? Like, I had a really hard time it, thinking it, about that one. It is in the sense that like. There's something in the back of my head that's like, Simon's is going to be fun. And I'm just like, you know, just, just from that little bit, I got to see him in the summer league, how effortless it is for him to get his shot off in multiple positions. Like, I just, there's something really unique about that and it very, very NBA ready. Like, I look at it and I'm like, he can get his shot off against NBA players with relative ease. Like, I know it's summer league, but like, he's not just like putting his head down and driving to the rim. He knows how to get that in and out. He knows it hit him with a hazzy. He like those are things that just like like CJ and Dame. Like Dame knew how to run a pick and roll. CJ knew how to create space. Like I think Simons is one of those guys that legitimately knows how to just no BS create for his jumper. Now Trent's got the the larger um, palette to work with here. There's no doubt about that. Well, so the safe money is, is on Trent. There's there's no doubt. It's interesting because we don't really know. Uh, that much about either of them because even though Trent, you know, he played at Duke, right? Um, mm-hmm. But he had a super limited role, and yeah, but his one role was shoot the three, and he shot the living daylights. Right, but so we didn't really know what else he had beyond that because that's all mm-hmm. he was really asked to do at Duke. So now we'll get to see what his full skill set is. And maybe the Blazers drafted him just because of that three-point shooting, but maybe they also saw other things in him, which, you know, we can see what they are, you know, see how his defense is. Maybe this defense, because I don't think he came in very highly regarded for defense, but maybe he's great at it and he just hasn't had a chance to show it yet. You know, maybe he's going to step into that, into that, uh, that void. But I think Anthony... He has some kind of like, and this sounds a little bit. There's something there, He's got right? some kind of energy. Like he brings this yeah. energy onto the field that's like through and through. Like like you were saying, like joyful rookie, like rookie who's like I'm here and I'm just gonna ball. Not like I'm gonna like work I'm, I'm super, living I mean, my best life. I'm sure that he's gonna work super hard and concentrate and do all that stuff. But he just brings this extra like sort of effervescence when he's on the field yeah. and it's kind of like in the way that he bounces the ball and the way that he jumps and it's just, Oh, just a little bit peppy. So Does, is it, is it, is it too soon to say he has it? Yes. It is it feels, way too, cause cause it oh, feels Dan, like Dan. he has it. Though. Danny, like, pump the brakes. It, my God. No, 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 no. It is September. No, this, is, this is, this is ninth. This is my eighth day going into the season. But, yeah, and Anthony Simon, Simons has it. The it. Like it, wow. it can be a lot of things. It can be a lot of things. Did but we just I, do like I, honestly, a Freaky Friday something... switch? 
Yeah, no, I'm, 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 I'm putting the, the marker down here. There's, there's something about him, and it may not be like he's an all star or just, but there's something about the way he moves, the way, the confidence with which he carries himself. There's something there that's like, hmm, like you have to, to just imagine me like massaging my shin and my goatee right now, like, hmm, that because that like every time I watch him, there's something. There's something a little intrinsic that just kind of pops off the screen in, in really subtle ways, and like I, that's why like Gary Trent Jr. Is, is no doubt the easy pick here. He, he's got the, the bigger resume, he's got the pedigree, but Simons, there's something, you know, and just mm, I, I have a very uh, uh, Al Pacino face right now. Just, mm. <laughs> that's the only thing I can go with right now. Is you just mm, okay? Yeah. Well, I think that. He has a lot of potential, but it is way too soon to say that he has it. And I'm a little worried about what you're drinking in that can. I just heard you pop open. <laughs> if you're already ready to say, Anthony Simons has it. But you know what? My my the saying for this year for me is from your mouth to God's ears. And so let's just, just put good stuff out there, and hopefully it will all come true. Yeah, it's just it's something it's something fun. Like it, it, he could end up being like what his it that he has is like the most fun practice player, but there's, there's no, he's just got more something than that. there. No, I I know, and now it sounds like I'm couching my bets here, but like I'm just I'm I'm ha- I'm excited to see what he does this year. Right. Well, I I would have picked him, but you chose him, so I'll go with Gary Trent Jr. because. I think it also is potential that we just see a lot more of him this year and we can just sort of all enjoy and wonder about Anthony as he continues to develop in his super young age and that Trent Jr., five months older, just is that much more NBA prepared. And so, you know, he may have the, end up having the breakout season. That's not to say I that hope Anthony... everybody listening to this podcast what? is when they when they get to this point, they, they realize that when I put the title is Does Anthony Simons Have It?, now you know where it came from. Ha ha, got you suckers. All the clickbait. So we, you just saying because you actually did say it. Yeah, and Dan yeah. is the one who said it. Yes, I'm the one who said it. And I'm the one that makes the titles. So deal with yeah, it. Yeah, I take all the headlines. It's a crazy mixed up world right now. <laughs> and speaking of crazy mixed up worlds. <laughs> oh, God. The two guards on the Trailblazers have been have switched roles a bit this summer, which inspires the next award for next season, which is what's more likely to happen that CJ is gonna be have a rap album or that Damian Lord is gonna break another news story. Mm, you know, see, like what I want to see is CJ McCollum featuring on Dame's album. Like that's Okay, I oh god, I hate even admitting this. There was the track that got that leaked of LeBron and KD. Oh, are you gonna say KD was good because I thought he was, and I'm KD so disappointed. It. He he <gasps> killed it. I I was just kind of like, uh, I don't want to say it out loud, but he's he he's bringing. He did a good job. Like, I was like, I had my hand over my face, like oh, I can't believe this crap. Yeah. But I'm like nodding along, yeah. and I'm like. Like he has a sound. He was quite good. Like legitimately, like, I was like, now Braun. Braun sounded like a lot like Shaq rapping. Yeah, like it was just like I'm just, hey, I'm just doing this because I'm doing like, this. I, yeah, yeah. Like I, I, I get it. Like, but like KD had some flow to it. Like there was there was some goodness. And like 
Yeah. That would really hurt my soul if KD killed CJ on his own podcast and then CJ oh. like, like dropped a, dropped a, just a complete, that. he murdered him on his podcast. No, I, I, I know I mean, that, but don't say that then he would turn around and go on Damien's album and be better than him on his album. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Oh, I just, I just damn. Think like, like if CJ's coming with it, CJ better have like some serious heat because oh. like I hate admitting this. Like it legitimately hurts physically to admit that KD can, can, can spit fire. Like it's just, it's like, Oh God, he's actually got flow and some talent and lyrically it's not bad. Why do I hate everything about this? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I would just hate to see KD snatch CJ's soul for like the twelfth time in the span of a couple months. <laughs> but so what? Just, he's just he's just taking CJ apart piece by piece. What do you think is behind Damian Lillard suddenly breaking all of the news about reporters? Because I would have thought that if anybody was going to do that, it was going to be CJ. He was because he was going to make the top one hundred list of reporters and publish that and he hasn't done that and now damian lillard has taken over the role as scoop like he has this i bet you he's got a little notebook that he writes in and a little hat that says press on it oh he yeah i, I you know what i want one of those hats <laughs> i want to put it right next to i've got like uh, when i was when i was in russia i was out there when i was in the military i did a uh, cap swap with um uh, russian military officers i've got like one of those like furry uh-huh. russian hats from from hunt for red october yeah um like I want a press hat to put up on the wall, like right next to that one. Um, <laughs> Do you think Damien's just okay, so, bored and having a nice lay low summer? And it's just honestly, about- I think this is just, like Dame's a brilliant marketer, and, and he's he's friends with Chris Haynes, right? Like that's that's a good relationship in the NBA. Like if you want, like if Dame, if there's news coming out about Damian Lillard that's not directly from the Blazers, it's coming from one of two places: from Dame's camp or from Chris Haynes. Like that's. That's that's the the relationship there. Like that's a really really good relationship, and it, it, I like seeing that because um, it, it opens up avenues um, for other people that probably weren't there before. Uh, I mean, the, like for anybody who hasn't read it, like Chris's come up is pretty ridiculous in the span of like what seven years went from security guard to now lead uh, writer for Yahoo. Yeah, like, I bet it doesn't feel fast to him. That's a rise. <laughs> Yeah, I know, but I mean that's a rise. Uh-huh. And, and here's here's where I was getting to with with the whole marketing thing. Like Dame's a brilliant marketer, mm-hmm. absolutely brilliant. Um, and being that he's Haynes' friend, like breaking that Haynes story, who's going to get more traction there? Like Chris Haynes breaking that he's going somewhere, or even Yahoo breaking that he's going somewhere, or Damian Lillard. That's true because we're all sick because of the some personal news. The same, yeah, I'm going to the athletic. That, like. Ugh. It's an NBA player doing it, yeah. and it's an NBA player with a massive profile. Uh-huh. Like, that's that's a big bump for him. But so then why did he go out and do it again with Sam Amick? Was it just because that's well, Damien's thing now? Now the, all the writers just go to Damien and say, hey, I'm going to get a I, new job. I think, that's, I think that's part of it, but he also does have a relationship with Amick, too. Like, if you look back in, in the early part of Damien's career, uh, I believe Amick was at the Sacramento Bee then? I can't remember somewhere exactly. in the region. Yeah, but he broke some Damian Lillard stuff. He released some Damian Lillard, like, like from the the previously like from Damian Lillard's camp type stuff. Like he was a a favored um, reporter. Oh, I guess I didn't know that. So yeah, so like I, I I get that now. It can be a little bit of a slippery slope if these guys like get like you know 
they, they all have their, their, their guys that they go to. I, I don't have a problem with that, especially like on the, 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 the local beats. But like if you get somebody like Woj, but with the players, which is kind of what Chris Haynes is becoming, it's kind of a slippery slope because then all of the information is, is going through there. Like the same thing with like uh, the, the undefeated or the, the uh, uninterrupted. Like the whole idea, like the players giving the players news. The reason they're doing that is because they want to control the narrative. So like that, that gets a little funky to me. But I, I, I'm, I'm having fun with Dame doing this. Yeah, like I've heard a few people like just get back in the gym, stop messing with that, blah blah blah. Like you, shut up, stop. Like I want to have fun. Just, just stop with that nonsense. First of all, second of all, like it's, it's kind of cool. Like that, seeing that kind of relationship just come out is is it's fun like i mean at bare minimum like as much as i hate fun because that's that's what i do like i enjoy that uh you know i thought that it was i thought it was the the two damon cj like cj's kind of been doing a, a lot more workout type videos this summer than i remember in the past and like going to the D Wade camp and there's just been a lot of basketball specific content for CJ this year and a lot less from Damien than we than we usually hear. I mean Damien usually shares a variety of things that are going on with him through social media, which is, you know, one of the reasons that we like him so much. But I feel like he's really sticking closer to home this year and like not Maybe he's reached a point where he doesn't, where he feels like, like if people don't believe me that I'm working out at this point, then there's no way I'm going to convince them. So I'm not going to have to worry about putting up any proof. But sometimes maybe some of the stuff that's been going on in the media with, you know, CJ and Katie and a lot of people talking about trading him and everything, maybe he's just like, okay, wait, I'm just going to go to the gym. And I'm just, this, this, the summer is about the gym for all those people who are just talking about me constantly. Like I'm this topic that they can just talk on. I'm going to go, you know, shut them up by going and just staying in the gym. I don't know. I just feel like they're in sort of different places this summer than they've been before. Yeah, no, I, I think there, there's something to that. And that was actually the, one of the ways I started to go with when I was writing about the Nurkic thing. Um, I actually started that article originally like, have you guys noticed how there's very little about like how much Nurkic has slimmed down or how, what he's working on? Like he's just quietly grinding, which I think is, is kind of going to be the, the mantra for the Blazers this year because they don't want to like they like, I think they want to believe in themselves. But after kind of getting humbled and, and to an extent, like no matter what happens, no matter what the final score was in those games. They got humbled in game three like there was no tomorrow, and that was the end of the series. And I, and I think that it's more about less showing out, less me, 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 less what I'm working on. And these guys are always going to be branding, and I have no problem with that. Like, get your bag, work on your brand, work on your image. That's that's totally cool. But it feels like a lot more of these guys this summer are not MIA, but they're not in the in the limelight, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I mean. They're I not. Think even for CJ, like, even though he had the I'm trying Jennifer and the KD <laughs> podcast, like, I don't think he was trying to be. I think he was just trying to do his podcast. And I think he was just trying to, you know, have some fun. And then he just happened to have, like, the best line in, in <laughs> NBA Twitter summer. Yeah. Um, but don't, I mean, haven't you seen more? So of... CJ got his shirt, too, and it was great. Oh, yeah. I saw the picture. That was awesome. But I, I just, like, 
I don't remember so much in the past of like CJ going into the group workouts. Maybe I'm just misremembering. He, he, he was there, but I think he's just appeared in a ton of videos mm-hmm. this year. Mm-hmm. Like he, him, he got- Ennis Cantor. <laughs> I have a theory that Ennis Cantor is if if there is a group workout, Ennis Cantor is he's there. there. He's in like no, the Cant- background. Cantor's a dude that's really well liked in the NBA. He he is like the only probably the only person that doesn't like him is KD. Yeah, <laughs> because Cantor just continues to gull him a snake. <laughs> uh, but no, Cantor Cantor's a dude who is pretty well liked around the league. Like for from everything I've heard, like he's a dude that gets along with pretty much everybody fits in with every, it's kind of funny because the NBA for, for those people that aren't aware of this, I don't know why they wouldn't be, but is very, very cliquish. Like there are groups, like you can see them in the workout groups. You can see in the summer travel groups. You can like who hangs out with who in the off season. Cantor is that one dude who everybody knows who everybody has in their phone. So like he's, he's just a big goofy dude. And I, I, I like seeing him pop up. Yeah, I just feel like with, like I was saying, with all the narrative around CJ, like the talk is, I think the talk is just going to, unless the Blazers do something, you know, miraculously huge that none of us saw coming, people are going to continue to talk about breaking up the backcourt. And so, you know, maybe. Hell, I'm going to continue to talk about it. Right. So CJ's like, okay, well, I'm going to be, people are going to talk about me. Um, I'm going to just work and I'm going to be the best that I can, you know, be so I can get what I need, you know, at the end of the day, I mean, it's, I'm about taking care of myself and watching out for myself. So I don't know. Um, I want to go back one. That's not necessarily a bad thing. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm, I, I think CJ's, I think he, he's set to have a, a, a nice year, but to go back to what you were saying about the playoffs, I think that that game three and like, obviously I would have rather that they played great and they went on to the second round. Clearly that did not happen. If they lost <laughs> in the first round, I think the way they lost is the best thing that could happen to them. I think it woke them up. I think if they had taken it to like six or seven games, it would have been like, oh, we were close. We didn't make it or whatever. And this showed them they were dramatically outplayed. And I think there, there's a, a hard line drawn in the sand. I think in the first 15 minutes of the first game, they were rattled and they could never get it back because they were rattled so hard. Because when they stepped out on the court and they threw absolutely everybody at Damian Lillard, it took use of Nurkic out immediately because there was no way for him to get the ball. Cause like Damian couldn't get the ball to anyone. He was, you know, trapped by the, the defense. And so like, you know, use of Nurkic used to score on pick and rolls from Damian and he couldn't get in that position anymore. And the Blazers were never able to even play offense in that series. So their defense suffered, suffered horribly because they never even played defense because they were trying so hard to get their offense together because, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's really, it's been their offense that has been reliable. This year, they they dropped off a bit, but we saw them increase their their uh, their defense. But I don't think we ever really thought that they lost their ability to play offense. It might have just been, like, struggling because they were learning how to play defense. But when they got to the playoffs, they forgot all of it because they were so overwhelmed. And I think that they never even got set. They never even got to play their game. Uh, and I think that's the best thing that could have happened to them besides winning and moving on and winning the championship. <laughs> yeah, besides winning a title, it was a good thing to just get raffle stomped. Yeah, that one's, to have it that's, be that's a pretty good thing. To, as I understand with. it, winning the title is pretty cool. 
But the I wouldn't know. <laughs> hey, I was alive. I don't even we we you were you even alive? No. No, you weren't alive. Mr. Anyway, what do you think of that theory? Do you think that they could have all like that could be the motivating factor that's gonna help them put it all together this year? I, I still think there's a there's a talent shortage. I think that's the the biggest thing. Um, I, I think there is, is some credence in, in what you're saying. Like it, it could serve as, as like an awakening moment, like especially a young guy like Nurkic, like all of a sudden that's his first experience in the playoffs. And, and that's pretty typical for a young guy, especially a young big guy. First time in the playoffs, like, holy crap, this is what this really is. And if he does use that as a like, holy crap moment and, and it's a positive thing for him. Ultimately, that's good. Yeah, I think that's what's like, going to some, be behind. Sometimes getting absolutely punched in the in, in the gut and figuring out how to get up and recover from that is a good thing. So in Nur- Nurkic's defensive numbers last year, within six feet of the basket, during the regular season, within six feet of the basket, uh, teams were shooting 53.8% against him, which was actually pretty darn good he had a differential of negative 8.2 so players shot like negative or they shot eight percent worse against him than they did just regularly so just on nba average yeah yeah. so that's that's a pretty significant number right and and i know i've caveated this for a lot of people because those numbers are a little weird they're not they're not great um indicators uh Across the board. Thank you so much for lending all of your credence to my argument. <laughs> no, no, no. I was just I wanted to, I wanted to say because the the, the the analytics behind it, like I, I, I got into this a few years ago with the the idea like that stuff was a lot easier to trust. And you and I have, have talked about this before. I just, this is more for everybody else. Like those numbers are a good like jumping off point. Okay. Like people want to look at it and be like Zach Collins, like his his numbers are the, the they were the best or top two or three or I can't remember depending on how you put the. The variables on it. So but now I will tell you part numbers. two, so you could know what context that I'm saying this in, is that in the regular season, he was negative eight. During the playoffs, mm-hmm. he was plus six. Yeah, it was a big time switch it was because he was huge. being pulled away from the rim like crazy. He gave up uh, 73%. Where, yeah, which is insane. As opposed to 53%. Uh, yeah, so that's, that's an absolutely absurd number. He but, never uh, got his feet set under him <laughs> no the and whole, he didn't play near the rim the whole time like like he was out chasing guys and it was just like a chicken with his head cut off but the whole idea of those numbers is like it's a good jumping off point it is not a end-all be-all like especially from from synergy like the way those are charted and logged it all depends on who the logger is like they, 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 there's a definition for what's supposed to happen but it's still an eye test like to get the the numbers that make a little bit more sense is where you've got to use the machine learning stuff. So the stuff from like second spectrum, and that should become like more public here shortly, like the next probably year or two, you'll probably see more of that stuff trickle down. Um, and that, that's not to say that that Collins wasn't uh, a good help defender at the rim, but it, it takes away like it takes away from what Nurkic was, I think in the sense, like if you, if you say like Zach Collins was a better uh, rim protector than, than Yusuf Nurkic, well, Zach Collins wasn't the, like, ever the primary defender. Like, Yusuf Nurkic was always the primary defender. There was very, very few times where he like, he was on the floor. He wasn't the primary guy at the rim. Like, how many times is somebody getting beat and Yusuf Nurkic not the first guy there to meet him at the rim? You know what I mean? 
Yeah, I mean, unless he wasn't in, and yeah, it, it, you know, Zach it, was in plenty alongside Ed Davis when Nurkic wasn't in. When Ed, yeah, and when Ed is in, Ed is the primary guy, and Zach's coming from the weak side. So that, that's the context of that. But that's I want to that's a check that and make sure that as much as I can, as I can, taking the numbers into context or whatever. Yeah, no, no, no. You're, the, 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 the point about the difference between the regular season and the playoff is huge. And that's, like I said, that's the jumping off point. Like when you go back and you end up watching the, the film, you go, wow, Nurkic was away from the rim quite a bit. Or he was never like set and ready. He was always like being forced out of his comfort spot, which is, you know, kind of roving around that, you know, the, the restricted area on, on either side of the paint. Um, and what, the Pelicans did was just, let's put him on a string and make him move consistently so he can't have a solid base and so he can't bother people and, and do what he's best at. So, no, I, I think it's a hell of a point. Well, let's move on to a different topic for our awards. Let's go with six man of the year. Who is going to be the star off the bench? I think it's going to be um, Evan Turner. I mean, I wouldn't call him a star off the bench, but I think he's going to be the best say, off the like, bench. Yeah. I totally trust him to run the floor as the Curry has the best has the the biggest like like blow up potential. Okay. So like he's he's got what you need in the stats fence. He can shoot. Yeah. Evan just can't. Yeah. Just, like and and Seth's not a guy who like works off the ball a ton. He can. There's there's no doubt about that. But he I think for all of this talk about Evan Turner getting the ball more this year, and that's something I've seen talked about a couple times, um, I still think it's going to be a, you know, if it's not Dame or CJ, if, like, if, there's, if there's like a true second unit, I think Seth is going to have the ball an awful lot with that second unit. And I think because of his ability to shoot, that's going to be uh, a much more prominent role um, for a shooter as opposed to Evan. Now, even if Evan doesn't get the ball more where he's creating i think he's going to be a primary creator and not a play ender like i think yeah. last year they tried to use him more as a play ender and it, it didn't work out but as far as creating for others not named seth i think that's a likely possibility and defensively he's going to be counted on with the second unit too so i i think you're safe there with the sixth man but i think like the potential for breakout appearances are probably going to, you know, breakout performer of the year is going to be probably Seth Curry, which sucks because he's going to be gone in a year. Well, it would be, it would be great to have as much as we can get of him for his year that he is here. <laughs> it would be great if during that year he has a breakout. <laughs> it's, it's been nice knowing you, Seth. See you later, buddy. Appreciate, appreciate the hard work. Well, okay. Would you rather have somebody who never gave you anything and then was gone after a year, or would you rather have somebody who gave you a lot and you still didn't win the championship and then left after a year? I don't know. I mean, if if you're listening to this right now, like, would you rather have had that crappy relationship you were in? Like, even though it was fun for a period of time when it ended horribly, you're like, oh, that was good for me. No. (laughs) uh, Well, it's better to have loved and lost than never to have loved at all. Yeah. I don't know about all that. You're not convinced. <laughs> no. Like, I hate to see investment put in a guy when, like, the, the writing is really on the wall with the way his contract is structured and in the way he's, you know, as far as free agency goes with him and, and what Portland can offer after a year. Like, if he does do really well, the the chances of him starting or, just, or his staying are, like, 
but why can't we enjoy the year that he's here? Is it just tainted because you, for you, so is it just like and a no-win proposition right for you? Taint, yeah, I, I think it is in a sense because when you're investing all of that, like, like what's the like? If you're not winning it, like, if you're doing that for a one year, don't you typically want to do that for, you know, like, in, like if you're investing in a guy one year for like a title run? Wait, you were that I get. So you were all in on Carl Mello Anthony. What two years ago is that? Because you thought the Blazers would have been not, in no, not, uh, for a title run. No, 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 no. Number one, I wasn't all in. Number two, there were a billion other reasons for it, and one of them was moving away from the bad contracts and getting off money a year earlier. The second part of that was I just wanted to watch the world burn. I mean, you, 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 you yeah, and you, yeah, exactly, and you know that because we we, we talked about that one. Like, I was like, at worst case scenario, worst case scenario. It was a complete and utter dumpster fire, and it was going to be fun to cover. Like that's that that's where I looked at it. I'm like, listen, things don't go well. I, they're probably going to hate him, which is going to make him like maybe have like a Raymond Felton moment, or just have like, or then he'll just get bought out him. by somebody and go to Houston for the minimum. Did you ever see that coming? Uh, getting bought out? Yeah. Not getting bought out for what he did? No. No. No, I didn't think anybody was going to give him that money because he wanted out. Like he wanted to go to Houston, and we have to talk about that that stupid photo. Everybody's on the beach there, like with their shirt off or like a minimal shirt. There's his stupid, just dummy head wearing a hoodie. Like I get that you have a persona, dude, but like the persona you're projecting right now is I'm an idiot. Wow, just you can read all that from him wearing a hoodie. Now I am not the biggest mellow fan in the whole world uh, but that seemed no. like pretty harsh assessment of mellow for just I, I've, I've wearing had, I've a hoodie because he, he hasn't like have a meltdown please like call, like he's just causing like mild turmoil like if you're gonna be a heel be a complete ass like, he's, <laughs> he, he's teetering on the edge and i'm like no no you're not even a good heel like stop! Like you're you're bad at being a heel. Like he's the Jay Cutler of heels in the NBA. Like you just look at him, you're just you're not you're not like oh he's terrible, he's awful. Like Draymond Green's easy to hate. You look at Melo and you it's like there's like some pity there too. And I'm like I don't want pity for my heels. I just want him to be a complete jerk. Maybe we can he's arrange able- a nice dinner for the two of you when he comes to town, and you can you can impart all of your heel hoodie. wisdom on him. Like. Just, you can like, show him how it's done. If you're going to be a caricature, if you're going to be a caricature, like, like, fully embrace it. Like, NWO that stuff. I just, I'm, I'm, I'm done with you, Mello. Like, I want you to, like, don't don't just start all these little piddly pyre, like, pile fires. Like, burn it. Burn it down. Especially in Houston. Like, like that's what I really want. Like, if he's going to burn it down, like, burning down Houston, oh, God, amazing. <laughs> I don't know. They like that, that they seem to be stoking stuff. the fire outside pretty well themselves so oh, far. Outside of Portland winning a title this year, legitimately my second favorite story would be Houston just absolutely and utterly imploding. Like that would easily be my second favorite story of the year. Wow. Okay. Oh god. We'll yeah. mark that down. Yeah, no, I, yeah, please, please <laughs> make that happen. Please make that happen. It it could go either way. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't really see that they've taken any steps forward this year, but I could be wrong. Do we have any more awards that we want to give? I mean, what else can we heap on Nurkic? Defensive player of the year? No, no, no. No, no, no. Most likely to start a Twitter beef. That, that's <laughs> happening. That's happened because already. 
No, 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 no. It's going into this year. And thank you for bringing that up because, again, the, the easy candidate here, the, 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 you know, is CJ because he's had multiple Twitter beefs. But have you seen Evan Turner's Instagram and Twitter game? Like he, that, that man does not have a filter. Like he, he, he has things, but he has opinions. Yeah, but that's, that kind of uh, activity is <coughs> expected from him. So it's not shocking. It's got to be somebody who shocks us. No, like, no, no, no. It doesn't necessarily have to shock. Like I, I think he could, I think he could finally just, just say something to somebody. And start it off. I don't know if Evan has like OG credit where he's allowed to get away with those things, and maybe that's the case. But I, I, maybe this is me projecting here and like, like wanting Evan Turner to get into a Twitter beef because, like, what the, what would be more enjoyable than like if you had to ask me a, a, like one of the Evan other Turner story? versus Carmelo Anthony on Twitter? Oh God. That would be like that. That that would be like Sweet my mecca. Sweet dreams. Of oh God! <laughs> because they they could both call each other terrible things, and they'd both be true. And it would just be like, yes, yes, feed into it. Oh God! Yeah, no, that's that's yeah. Well done, Tara. Well done. You hit you you have found the Twitter matchup, the social media matchup that I want to see happen the most, because. Melo has is, is, is been in the Instagram comments and had some really, like, salty things to say when anybody does criticize him. And I think Evan's, Evan's trash-talking game was, is very good. <laughs> Let's go with that. Yeah. And, I, yeah, I, 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 would, I would like, yeah, good. You're, you're, you're getting me excited for the season now for all kinds of other reasons. Perfect. You're welcome. Hang out with me long enough, Dan. Things will start looking brighter. I'm... Uh... It's okay to admit it. It's okay. Nobody's going to think you're any less of you for getting caught up in my excitement. But I mean, they might. <laughs> you can you can actually hear the eye roll. Like that's that's impressive. Like I, I haven't heard like <laughs> because you know why, Dan? Before this is a true story. Before we started recording the podcast, before you called tonight, I was like, you know what? I am going to meet every one of Dan's annoying things tonight with love. And I've done it, haven't I? And now look where we are. We're in a really good place. I don't know about all that. I'm, I'm in a pretty good place, too. I've so. been coming back at you all week from, last, <laughs> from our conversation last week. I have burned you and roasted you so hard on so many occasions. You probably felt it. I did. All the way down I-5. I, I feel five. a lot of things. Yeah, no, I felt a lot of things today, and right now I don't feel anything. So I am I am completely and utterly abused right now. I am never doing a 10-mile hike again. Okay. Let's talk about, do we have any more awards to give? Uh, I think that's all the ones that I got. Mm-hmm. You got any? I just give them all to Nurkic. He's going to have an amazing year. Like, last year I was all into Aminu, and this doesn't mean I, am, I love Aminu any less but I, oh, I see you're moving on already. I'm not moving on from Amino. Amino oh. is a grown man, and he has shown himself and proven himself to be exactly what he is. By the way, just the other day on Twitter, somebody was like, hey, are there any Aminu stands here on Twitter? And I was like, how did nobody notice me? The biggest Aminu fan in Rip City. And people are like, hey, does anybody here like him? I got right on top of that one, believe me. But 
everybody needs to know I am the chairperson of the Immunity Appreciation Society, and I always will be. That having been said, I'm really excited for Nurkic this year because this is going to be his year, and I've just I've been feeling really positive about it all week. Hmm. I don't have enough energy to, to, to snuff that out. I'll let you have that. <laughs> all right. <laughs> I, Thank you. I am, I am completely... I'm just going to wear I, you like, out. I tracked that... Yeah, no, I, I tracked that that hike today, and there was like 1,200 feet of elevation oh like gained in this, and I'm like, oh, that explains why I, I discovered that I have hamstrings still. And I'm just completely... Completely spent. Okay, this is that'll do it for this edition of the Dan Goes Hiking podcast. Back no, to no, the no, no, like that's that we're gonna do that next. Like that, that's the new podcast that's coming. <laughs> we'll just sprinkle in little previews here and there. Yeah, no, we already have sponsors for it. NBC is going wild. I'm gonna sandwich that in between the uh, the gambling podcasts. Okay, well, I think that probably that do, that about does it for what I brought to talk about this week. Yeah, we no, got to rest that, up because as soon as the news starts, it's going to fall fast and furious, and we got to be ready. Yeah, we got to be on our A game. Hey, hey, guess what we do have coming up in two weeks? Uh, training? Media day. Oh, media day. Is that only in two weeks? September 24th. Oh, my gosh. Okay, we're going to have to. I, I, I may or may not be a part of that, so. Um, we need to I'll make a, a media up. day bingo card. Oh, God, Yes. So absolutely yes, and I and folks should send us like, ideas. There's, there's a good chance, perfect. There's a good chance I will be there, so I, I can I can track this as we go live. Can you can we put so, like a body yes, cam you know on you, like um, just have it follow you around? I I I might be able to do that. Okay, I, you know what? I'm I'm, I'm putting I'm putting a tweet. Out I should get now. producer I'll, credit I'll for half of your work. I swear. Whoa, 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 whoa. Just because you send me ideas does not mean I use them. I know, but let's, but they're there. Let's slow your roll here. They are there. They're you know, there. They are catched away. They're which, there. Which is a lot if like, you go like to a, media a day lot of my with, ideas. If you go to media day with a body cam on, then you're going to have to start giving me some serious attention. Mm, see, that alone kind of mitigates the idea. <laughs> like, and just kinda, uh, All right. Well, let's wrap it up. Let's let people, people right. go and get back with their lives. Thanks, everybody, for listening. You can find me on Twitter at TCBBigs, and you should follow me not only for the Blazer content, because, but because occasionally I say other funny things. Uh, not uh, true. Uh, thank you, Dan. Um, <laughs> I also, That's all I was trying to do, see if I could knock you off track. I also co-host the Women's Hoops and Talks podcast that comes out every other week in the Blazer's Edge feed. So mm-hmm. if you get the Blazer's Edge podcast, you also have heard the What podcast. If you want to follow just the What podcast, that's at Hoops and Talks on Twitter. Dan, tell them where they can find you and take us out of here. All right, folks. Um, first of all, uh, going to have some pretty cool news that's coming out later this week. Uh, I've kind of hinted at it for the last couple of weeks. I'm sitting here getting information that one way or another things were going to be able to be announced. And it looks like it's going to happen this week, so stay tuned. I believe Thursday's the day. Um, some stuff that I'm really, really excited about. So, um, as always, you can find me on Blizzard Outsiders Tuesdays and Thursday nights from 7 to 7.30 on NBC Sports Northwest and on Rip City Radio 620 um, leading into the season. Uh, I guess, again, a good, strong possibility that I'll be at Media Day, which we can have some cool things cooking up for. 
Um, and then leading into the season, there's a lot of really cool stuff that I've got coming up that I'm really, really excited to talk about over the next few weeks. Uh, but for Terrebonne Bakes, I am Danny Morang. Thanks for listening, everybody. Like, subscribe, rate, review, undo it all, do it again. Manipulate the system, take over the world. Thanks for listening, everybody. Catch you later.